Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pochcast. Today, Pochfad and Star will be having another absolutely riveting conversation with more wonderful, talented, and inspiring people. So, grab that drink, get your butt comfy, and hold on to your seat. This is the Pochcast. Um, it's it's funny. Outside of this, outside of streams, outside of you know the podcasts and everything, I I I work my ass off, but I know that that there's a wonderful group of people that sit on Discord and talk to each other and uplift each other and keep each other going, and I know that that you're a big part of that. I know that you're a big part of that. Your Discord is incredible. Your Discord is just filled with some of the most uplifting people ever. I don't interact a whole lot on your Discord, but I read constantly because it's one of the few discords that i don't have muted like one of the first <laughs> things i do when i join a new discord is just mute the damn dude. Oh, same dude yeah. like everything is muted no offense to everybody who's discord i've jumped in i love you very much but i do the same damn thing absolutely. i get the discord i'm like boop nope i'll jump in when i can absolutely and and i do I, and i have better discord and i've got the notification thing so i can see every single comment that comes through and it stays up for 20 seconds so i see them Mm-hmm. And if it's one that I need to respond to, then I'll respond yeah, to it. Yeah, but otherwise, right. I just don't have the time. I'm, I'm in almost 100 Discord servers, and I think actually a little bit over 100 at this point. There's so many Discord servers. I just right. physically don't have the time. And if I did try to keep up, it would monopolize my time. I would oh, not be spend as much job. time with my family. Yeah. And and there's never going to be a point where I'm ever going to look at 100-plus Discord servers and go, that's more important than my family. Ever. No. No, as, love you guys, but no. Absolutely, like my that you know. Once again, back to my job. They're incredible, like that. Mm-hmm. They will, they will actually, absolutely take you off the schedule for that day, and say, "Go spend it with your family." If you even so much as mention that you feel like you're not giving enough time to your family, they'll be like, "Take a day off," and See, we get you know, unlimited paid time off. So they're awesome with it. They're like, "Take a day." That's genius because as somebody who's had businesses with employees. If you, one, show them that their value is there for mm-hmm. you, right? That you're like, oh, wait, your family's important and they need Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Bye. Have fun. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. That person's going to look at you and be like, wow, you give a shit. And then invest back. Like, And you don't do it for that, but that comes along with you. Yeah, that's just a natural thing. You're, you're Right. It- you're absolutely going to build that that want to stay with you if you encourage yeah. that. Yeah, when somebody gives a shit about you, you do want to stick around. When you have a, an employee that's like, hey, you're valuable, and they show you, you're like, ah, you're a needle in a haystack. I'm staying right here. You know, and it makes sense. I'd rather, I, I'd rather be somewhere where I'm valued than someplace I'm treated like shit. I stayed with a company, and I probably should have left earlier, but I stayed with a company for six years despite my pay being slightly more than half of what it should have been in the industry oof yeah like yeah, I, were, they, were they good to you as a company up until Besides the end the up until the end yes and even in the end it came down to the company went public um and then it became lawyers and hr mm-hmm. and that's when it became an issue Get and, you. um and then the the ceo wrote me a, a wrote me a letter um for my exit that basically ensured that if i sued i won nice nice <laughs> um, because unfortunately i i did unfortunately have to sue my company um for wrongful termination um and so when you have a ceo that that writes your the letter he's still the ceo 
And he writes you a letter that says, hey, we screwed up and you shouldn't have been terminated, but we can't do anything about it now. Um, and then sends that to you and CC's legal on it. You're guaranteed to win. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good people, though. You know what I mean? That's it like was. they might not have always done the best everywhere, but that's good people. No, and, and that's the thing. He knew he couldn't do anything about it. So he made sure that I, I would be taken care of. And it hurt because being, you know, suing in, in this industry, people think of tech support as this big giant conglomerate. It's, it's actually not. There's a lot of, of overlap. Uh, so for a few years, I was actually blackballed in the industry. Despite my skills and, and my background, I couldn't get a job in this industry. Uh, so I went actually back to manual labor for, for quite some time, uh, which was nice for a period. Yeah, and of course, you know, doing my side bit. gigs and, and fixing things and building computers and fixing people's cars. And I kept the family going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I did what it, I had it, to do. With having with having employees, um, I had a, a cleaning company, and the going rate was that between ten ten and twelve dollars an hour for the employee. But I had learned from a boss, a previous boss, years and years and years before that. Um, I was doing moving for him, and the going rate for a mover was ten to twelve dollars in Seattle. Um, he hired me at fourteen and said, if you do good for a month, I'll give you a pay raise. That's it. He didn't say how much. He just said, I'll give you a pay raise. And I was like, cool. I always let my work talk for me. If I don't do good, let me go. If I do good, you know, show me that you like it. I, I was making 18 bucks an hour six weeks later. He, he was just like, oh, yeah, you're a driver. This is how much you make. You bust your ass. Let's go. And that right there, I was like, I, I had moved two and a half hours away. Um, and I was coming down and I would stay with somebody for a week just to work for him on his hardest, like his heaviest times during mm -hmm. the month, which were usually either right at the beginning or right at the end. So I'd come down for a week, stay with somebody just because like, I was like, you earned this loyalty. You know what I mean? Because of what you did, how you treated everybody. So I adapted that. And so I had a cleaning company. They made 18 bucks an hour. And every uh, once a month, I would give them a $50 uh, gift certificate to whatever restaurant they liked the most. Because I valued what they did. They made me money. And I wanted to show them, you weren't the Absolutely. bare minimum. Like, I'm not going to give you minimum wage, bare minimum. I'm going to give you almost double that because I, I've always made valuable. a joke, you know, minimum wage equals minimum work. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I will stand by that all day long. Yeah. <laughs> you pay me minimum wage, you were getting just enough not to go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sorry. You, you want to pay me as little as possible to, to sit here and do this job. Yep. I'm going to work just hard enough to not get fired. Yeah, that's it. What else? What else would anybody expect? Look, I'm gonna treat you like shit. You better give me your all. How about no? No, <laughs> you know, treat me like I'm as valuable as you say I am. Stop saying it because words mean nothing. Actions mean everything. If you say I am, you know that, that we're the most valuable employees. Why aren't we paid as such? Right. Sorry, you should you should talk all about how how much you get paid. <laughs> I'll be right back. I gotta go pee, but you guys keep talking. I'll get a paycheck. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, but see, he's never said you're valuable. I know. <laughs> I don't get any of it. You get the spoils of war, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I get the cats. So I know that behind Potch, and, and I know that the people listening can't see this right now, but behind Potch, he's got a bookshelf up behind him, and it's ringed with lights. Mm -hmm. Now, 
the thing is, from where I sit, it looks like a reach-in cooler. The type <laughs> of reach-in cooler that has the lights inside so you can see what's in there. Okay, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and it looks like he's got his shoes in a reach-in cooler. <laughs> And so for a, a, a fleeting moment, I thought, oh, cool. He keeps his stuff at a uh, temperature-controlled environment. Because that's where my mind went, was that he keeps his memorabilia and stuff in a temperature-controlled environment. Because why wouldn't you? Right? And that's when I realized if you, if you it's have the shelf. means. <laughs> if you have the means, though, why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, technically you do since you have, you know, a home that you keep temperature controlled. True. True. I, I saw Apache. Oh, you mean that thing? When I, when MZ and I were first together, this, I'm talking back in early 2001, back when the internet was still in its infancy, I created a website and because I was good at figuring this stuff out, I put a website up and I offered website hosting services because I figured out how to install, you know, Apache and PHP and MySQL and all that fun stuff so that I could host people's, you know, excite chat boards and things of that nature. This we're talking way back. And one of the things that I put on there was that all of the servers were in temperature controlled or were climate controlled facilities. And no one ever asked, but I was ready to explain that if anyone ever asked what a climate-controlled facility was, it's an air-conditioned department. 100%. <laughs> it was a climate-controlled facility. <laughs> Wording is everything. Absolutely. I, I, I know at the time, I, I was 22 or 3. I was, I was very young. Um, it was it was a way to make a little bit of extra money because I charged like 15 bucks a month for website hosting at the time. It was nothing. Um, and I had exactly zero customers. But it was available. I hey, at least you have the exact number. You didn't have to round up or down. No, no. I, I knew exactly what my, uh, what my customer base was. The funny thing is I had 10 or 12 people that I was hosting for free. Got you. But I, I just never had any of my friends pay and so i gave all my friends free server space and i still do that like like my plex server and you know you know uh, Flix. Uh, i think you guys are part of that where you can come in and you can request any movie and i'll you know get a copy of it and you can watch it i might be uh, i know they, the, like you had sent me a thing for the plex i didn't even know what plex was i was just like okay uh, look again i draw things on paper i'm very very analog i'm i am not ashamed or the last that that is incredible I'm, see i can't do that i try like i dude, absolutely you, this is my idea of drawing my office that's it that i i have no that's a win now, people, I know you guys can't see this. It's it's a legal pad with chicken scratch on it. It is horrible. Looking, <laughs> but no, but but look, this and this is what I say to everybody, especially when people are like, "Oh, my my art is junk." I have a buddy that that used to come in and go, "Yeah, I can draw the best stick figures," you know, saying he's a horrible artist. So I challenged him. The I'm like, "Yeah, okay, do it. You can. Yeah, do it, do it." So he did. He threw it into the Discord because we have an art section, and I was like, "Bro, that's a dope ass stick figure." 
And then, you know, he's going on about, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then I come out with um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Okay, that dude has made bank off of stick figures. Yeah. So never discredit a bad office drawing or stick figure or that's the way I look at it. Like, <laughs> I know, I, up, I know where my strengths lie. I know that it, that if you put me out in a wood shop with, mm-hmm. with the tools that I need, I can make beautiful furniture, and I can, I can. That's uh, an art. That's a beautiful art. Is, when I say that I can't like imagine a pink elephant in a room, mm-hmm. I can't do that. But I can wireframe that. I can create the wireframe, and I can see the technical details of it, and I can, I okay. can do a, a three a, a three face drawing. With with uh, uh what was that called? We did that in drafting in high school. It was a top side and, and front view, and then you got to isometric. I think is what it was called, where you would look at it from like the, the edge, so you could see it like three D. Okay, okay. Like I don't know exactly the technical terms, but I could probably draw it out for you because I do well, a lot well, of yeah, like drawing. like um like you would take something like say a, a tape measure here, right? Mm-hmm. And and you would draw the front face, and then mm-hmm. you would do the top, and then you would do the yeah. side view. And then you would do like a, an isometric where you would see all three. Yeah. And, and that and I could do that all day long. Right. On. Because I, it, it's technical and I can do that. See, it's funny. That's part of what I do on a daily basis with graffiti. <laughs> like I, I literally will take an object, you know, like the tape measure and go, this is the way I want it to look. And and literally do go okay cool here we go actually I, I've never been able to translate what I see onto paper as an artistic method. But I have a, a silly little house, you know. It's a silly little house, but love it. You know, it's it's got little angles and it's it's a childlike drawing, which I did it on purpose that way. Um, those are the the you can't see, but I have a drawing that I did that has graffiti on the front. And it's a house and it's very childlike. Um, I did it with rounded ed- edges on purpose um, in wonky shapes, but uh, yeah, that like being able to create the way that you do, you know, like you say, you can go out and you can build the furniture and everything else. I've, I find that so interesting and intriguing because there's some stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm like, Hey, I'm good at this other stuff that I'm like, I'll watch it. Yeah, like I can, I can I'm rip an engine apart and put it back together. Like I understand intrinsically how it works. I can watch all the you parts do it. work together. <laughs> I, and I understand that because I've done it so often. And uh-huh. it, really, it, it has nothing to do with with like, oh, I'm just really good at it. It's 100% has to do because I've immersed myself in it because I've done it so many times. And Makes a lot sense. of it comes down to poverty just because I've been poor my entire life. So my truck, my 95 Suburban, mm-hmm. it's had to be kept running not because i like it which don't get me wrong i love rebecca she's a great truck but rebecca was my mom's name but temperamental old bitch and that's exactly what that truck is <laughs> Sorry. Well, but I our, ready. our truck's named shatid for the exact same reason exactly a temperamental old bitch but she's always taking care of the family there you so go that that is my mother right to a t that's exactly who she was and so that's what I named the truck. And and the car is named after my best friend, Paul. His his online handle was Lexan. So the car's name is Lexan. There you go. So what it, we, it is so funny in the house because they'll be like, hey, can you go out and get the pop out of out of Rebecca? And people will look at us strange. But but in the house, it makes sense oh, because everybody knows sense. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but like it, it just had to run. It had to run. It, I didn't have a choice because that was our car. Water pump goes out on it. I 
cannot fix it. I I hear you and hear you and then hear you again. Thank goodness we actually have someone living in the house now that is is mechanically inclined, so therefore they'll do that stuff. Yes, Lily and I were were talking about your vehicle quite a few times and and throwing (sighs) back and forth ideas of what what the issues could be. Um, I love Jeeps. (laughs) Well, that makes one of us. Let me rephrase that. Mechanics love Jeeps. They, yeah, they, there we go. they put their kids through college. Not the people that own them. Their kids don't go to college. The mechanics go to college. Their kids I think my favorite thing about Jeeps is that you never have to change the oil. Just keep it filled up. It it recycles itself. It just... Oh, I it, thought you were going to say you never have to change the oil because it'll break down before it goes bad. <laughs> that too. I mean, you, know, you put it in the top, it comes right out the bottom. You never have to worry about it getting bad. Oh, God. Legit, though, oh, our, God. Our, our, our Jeep has an oil leak. Well, you know, they say that Jeeps don't, they don't leak. They just mark in their territory. That's all it is. Yeah, but it doesn't mark its territory anywhere. It just... Just everywhere. Just it just in general it leaks. It's it's just it it just goes away. Like Wait, we don't is, even know where. It just that, goes. It, like it self-absorbs, like I almost said osmosis or whatever, but you know, like it, it it'll leak, but then it just reabsorbs it back into itself. That's that's <laughs> the, the oil never actually hits the ground, but it doesn't <laughs> stay where it's supposed to. So, you know, like windshield wipers, oil, whatever it is. I don't know where it goes, <laughs> but not where it's supposed to. That's all I know. Real talk, it's going past your rings into the combustion chamber. It's burning up and it's going out your tailpipe as blue smoke. But we don't have blue smoke. Not uh, not in small amounts, you don't. But I bet, uh, okay. like, I bet if you were to like start it and run it in a garage for 20 minutes, it'd be filled with blue smoke. I bet we started running in the garage for 20 minutes. But you wouldn't want to be, be in dead. the garage for 20 minutes. <laughs> Hey, everybody listening, disclaimer, do not start your car and run it for 20 minutes in the garage with you in it. Do not do it. With the door closed. Yeah, don't do that. Just at all. So on on that note, I I just want to tell the listeners, look, you've learned great things. You've also learned not to sit in the garage with the car running, okay? But I think we've learned that that support is great. Parenting is, is a fucking fiasco that can be wonderfully glorious um and in love a complete and... nightmare another day yeah we're gonna just dwell on the glorious um <laughs> but, uh, remember but I, the good forget the bad yes yes but i do want to say because it, it, we, we've had yes. you now for like three hours yes. i want to um oh gosh she's that. just yelling <laughs> Um, <laughs> just yelling, yes, yes, right, yes. yes. <laughs> the banister is lucky. Seven inch anyway, if you um, don't know Rocky Horror, then you should you should know it. <laughs> okay, just it's been three hours with a seven inch pecker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little tired here. <laughs> that emu's just anyway. So <laughs> I just I just I want to thank you. Um, you know. Over and over and over for for well, last week we were supposed to record and I was I was hit that burnt I hit that burnt stage where I was going to go stream and I was just like I don't even want to do that and I love streaming. That's when I know I'm burnt is I love streaming. I love people. I love talking to people. And I sat down at my desk and was like I don't even want to stream right now. Oh, honestly, I'm glad we waited. I took today and tomorrow off and then my normal days off for Thursday and Friday, so I actually get four whole days in a row. Let's go. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. 
that's the fun part. Today I did absolutely <laughs> nothing, and it was uh, no. I guess I can't say I did nothing. I cleaned the porch. But okay, that's close to nothing, to though. That's close to nothing, it, comparatively to all that you do on a daily basis. So, and I've been hanging out here for three hours. I would happily hang here for another three hours if you wanted me to. Believe me, you are in no way imposing on my time. I well, I, I do appreciate much. that. I uh, I <laughs> on the the Potchthan Gaming Channel. I haven't been paying attention to the numbers because I haven't cared. I went and looked, and I'm like, I'm one stream away from hitting affiliate, just fucking around. And now I want to do it. Now I want to, you know. So (laughs) I told myself, all right, because this is my Monday, right? We take Mondays off. We have date day, and me and and Star disengage from Twitch. We disengage from everything. We go and spend time together. So Tuesdays are my Monday. And I was like, I'm going to stream. I'm going to steal that. Do it, do it, do, take a day where you just disappear from everything. Like we let people in the Discord know we're not going to be here. People on Twitch know we're not going to be here. We're taking a day. We we go to the mall. We leave the house. We go to the mall. We sit in the food court. We watch people and we draw and listen to music and hang out. I love like, watching people. Oh yeah, people watching is my favorite thing. Food MZ court joint. <laughs> MZ and I used to go to Walmart and walk around <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning just because. Oh, Dude. God, it's some of the best times. Okay. So two places that we've found so far are the best for people watching besides Walmart because Walmart will always Walmart's top Walmart. everything. Yeah. Walmart. It's Walmart. Um, Starbucks, if you can find a good one that's got an outside patio space. Mm. In Hawaii, we used to do that so much. Mm-hmm. That was our spot. And not because of the coffee because we usually ended up getting water. So yeah. just because of the patio space. Um, or the mall's food court. Yeah. Unfortunately, our local mall is, is dead. Our, our local mall died out. I actually used to work at our local mall. MZ and I both did. We, we worked on one of those uh, 3D rides, you know, where you'd hop in like a capsule and it was I know what you're hydraulics. talking about. Those are fun! Yo, okay. So we, <laughs> we worked on that. It was a great job, but it was so boring because we had to be there at mall open to mall close and mall Oof. open. And for like the first three hours, it's just mall walkers. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but an octogenarian is not hopping on a 3D fucking ride. No, no. And I know the mall walkers. We joke around about being one of them. <laughs> well, me being me, I wanted to know how this thing works. So. I'm crawling all over it, figuring it out. I'm opening up hatches to see how it works. Turns out it's just two projectors slightly offset from each other with color films on them. Really? Yeah, it's two projectors. That's it? There's, that's two projectors. They're slightly offset from each other, so you get that slight 3D change. Uh-huh. It hits a curved mirror on the back. So they go up, they hit a curved mirror, then it projects on the screen and the big screen. That's what the curved mirror is for. I mean, they're still cool, but I kind of... No, but here's Man. the cool part. One <laughs> One projector has a vertically polarized filter on it and the other has a horizontally polarized filter right and so when you put the glasses on one lens can only see one projector's image one lens can only see the other projector's image and so you get that stereoscopic 3d without needing okay, to that's polar cool that, okay, the cool that's thing cool. is that it works for anything so the first time we ever watched the pearl harbor movie mm-hmm was on the DVD player in that machine at like nine o'clock in the morning Dude. as the mall was opening. Dude. Now, <laughs> now I didn't program it so it didn't move or anything, but we just watched a two-hour movie in an enclosed space with a Bose surround sound system. And That's a 3D. It was That's incredible. A and we we got in trouble for it because we weren't supposed to use it that way. <laughs> the guy got but, mad at me. 
but but no one was there. No one was there, <laughs> and we also he got mad at us the first like our first uh, the first kind time he came to take money from us because all the money went into a little bag. We gave it to him uh-huh. in the night. The first time he came to take money for us, there was a whole bunch of extra money in there that he wasn't expecting. Turns out his previous dude was stealing like seventy five percent of it. No way. So he was expecting like two or three hundred dollars a day, and I hand him a bag with like nine hundred bucks in it. And he got pissed. He thought we were overcharging people. He spent the next couple hours like going over the list of all the people that had ridden. And it's like, he got mad. He got so mad that we stopped giving him the full amount and started just slowly seating it across the rest of them. Oh, God. It's like, I I don't want to steal from the dude. How do we do this? And MC's like, I guess we could just like spread it out. Just like on the days that we have less people, just kind of like put it in there and mark down a few extra people and spread it out. Like you guys do great because I always get four hundred and seventy six dollars every single day. And that's the thing. <laughs> the, the guy previous to us was just robbing the guy blind, but he didn't know Damn. because the, it's such a money maker. The machine Damn. is dead simple and it makes so much money. Can you imagine making five six hundred bucks a day? Dude, off of a machine that you have like that? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, the upkeep on that machine was almost nothing. It was three hydraulic cylinders and a computer. That's amazing. That was incredible. But we we made so much money off of that thing. There was somebody, I didn't know him, but we knew where to go. But there was a certain Taco Bell in a certain area in Seattle, and I'm not going to narc on who it is in case he's doing it somewhere else because I respected him for it for one reason. I was poor. Um, But we would go into Taco Bell, and he would always have the register open. Very seldomly would he actually close it all the way. Mm-hmm. It was always cracked open a little bit. And you'd go in, you give them your order, knowing that your order was going to cost you eighteen to twenty-two dollars. Granted, this was back in the day, and he'd be like twelve bucks when you didn't need a small loan for it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like twelve bucks. And the first time, the first time I went in, he said twelve bucks, and I knew it was like a twenty-some dollar order. I was like, you sure? And he just looked at me. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, damn right I am. So I gave him the 12 bucks. And I didn't ever ask him again because I knew what he was doing after that that point. He would open up the drawer. I realized it was always cracked about two inches open. He, you know, if you need a change, he'd give you the change. And he would only close it when certain people would come in. He would charge them full price. So it looked like there was, you know, a steady flow of people paying full price. But it was about, I'd say every fifth to seventh customer would actually go into the till and so he was making taco bell money every night yeah he was he was yeah he was pocketing all that and you know dudes would come in with two 12 packs of beer and he'd hand them a couple bags of tacos and be good to go i was like dude as long as you don't get caught that's a pretty good gig yeah i mean it's it's not in any way shape or form no not legal or moral but I was a homeless kid that was either I dug in the back dumpster for tacos or that dude gave them to me for, you know, seven well, bucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was fucking happy. So yeah, at that point I was like, fuck corporate. They're going to let me starve. This guy's going to feed me. You know, I mean, <laughs> loyalties lie where the food is. I'm just there, saying. There comes a point where it's like, instead of 4.7 billion, they only made 4.69 billion in profit this year. Yeah. I don't really care. that yeah really that's what it came down to. I yeah. knew he wasn't and, and I don't bankrupt. Care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was not bankrupt. Taco Bell by any means. No, but exactly. he was probably paying like, rent and helping people like me. So I was like Psh. you know, you you've got that Batman symbol right there behind you. There are some 
that's what Batman is sometimes. Yep. Not it, it's all not necessarily working in black and white. Sometimes there are really dark shades of gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's honestly what it is. I I am I'm moral to a fault. Uh, one of the first companies I worked for up until like a couple of years ago, I still had their PayPal admin login and they would do millions of dollars in transactions a day. It would have been nothing to have skimmed a tiny amount of money and could have set us up for life. But right. I can't do that. I ju- it's just not who I am. I, I understand that. It's one of those things where, where I would immediately be unable to operate after that because I would just be so paralyzed with with guilt and fear I hear and, and worry so for me it's just so much easier just to be honest and hope for the best see that's i've always in an fbi guy for this and i'm, I'm not going to do it and you i've never done it uh yeah oh yeah i know they're, they're listening that's why i'm prefacing it with this i'm not going to do it and i never have but i've always been like it'd be dope to rob a bank you know what i mean they're insured they're going to get all that money back you know let's just go go in there and grab a you know Fifty thousand, a hundred thousand bucks, you know, like they'll be fine with it. Never did it again, FBI guy. Never did it, nor do I encourage anybody to go do it. But it was that same thought process of they're gonna be, you know, they're not gonna miss it. Who actually gets hurt? Not gonna fucking miss it, you know. Like the insurance company, fuck them anyway. You know, they're gonna be painted out in a digital format, so it's really just numbers on the computer going back and forth. So. You know, I mean, let me let me have a couple bucks. That's why Al Capone was was so loved. He would go into banks, and you know he was a gentleman about everything. He never like beat people up. He didn't yell and scream. He just walked in. He said, "I'm here to rob the bank," and he would have everybody lay down, and he would rob the bank, and he would tell them, "Folks, this is not your money that I'm taking. Your money will be covered by the FDIC insurance. Right. You're not going to lose a dime." But then he would have the bank go and get all of their deeds, all the deeds to their homes, and he would burn them. He Wait, would get rid that of, or not their deeds, but their loan, their loan documents. Oh. He would burn their loan documents. Genius. Because then it took away their, their loan to the bank. Exactly. And now you've got all these people who are on your side because you just gave them their house. That's why the land. government hated him so much. That's why the government hated him. That's why he was he was the, the people's you know bad guy. Makes so sense. Nobody, I would have loved him too. Nobody narked on him because he didn't steal from the people and yeah. gave people stuff. And the only people who actually got hurt were the bankers and all that was insured. So the only people who really got hurt was Insurance. the FDIC. Yeah. And that's actually what brought him down was the tax fraud. It, uh, had it wasn't uh, the theft. It wasn't the killing. It wasn't any of the illegal items. It was not paying taxes. That's see, what brought that's, him down. That's what he should have just kept paying taxes and getting away with everything. <laughs> you know that there's a, a portion on your taxes when you do them this year, there's a spot on your taxes to put down, uh, money made from illegal goods i didn't i didn't know that seriously you could actually put down profits from illegal goods or the sale of illegal goods and services oh but that's yeah talk about self-incriminating right right that's where i'm going with that like i can see that it might have come up though since so many people are or so many states are legalizing weed and it's still federally illegal, but you're still getting a profit from it. Yeah. But that would have to be, I guess it would be people that worked at a, a dispensary or. Yeah. Would yeah, you have they, that if you they would have to do their taxes? Yeah, that's right, been but on there for the longest put... time. It's, it's just one of the, it, it's on there as a way of 
avoiding that major thing because yeah, you might get a year in jail for, for selling a plant that grows in a ditch, uh-huh. but you'd get 10 years in jail for not paying the taxes on the sale is, of those plants that grow in the ditch. Bullshit. So pay the taxes on them and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely such bullshit. I agree. I, it, I actually filled out a, um, a, a a review, like a six-month review of a thing that we have today, and one of the questions on it was, has anybody done any of the illegal activities in the past 12 months? And the way it worded it was like, oh, in the past 12 months, blah, 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 like you're going to see it. I'm like, even if somebody did do illegal activities in my household, do you really think I'm narking them out to you guys right now? The like, best answer you can ever give to that is what? not to my knowledge. Right. And I'm like, no, no, we're very up, upstanding citizens here. And I don't care if we sell. Okay, I'm not going to sell crack because I think that's bad personally. But like, I'm not going to sit and tell you on a form, like, what? <laughs> you know, like, but I bet you, I bet you they, they catch enough people that way. I mean, in, in uh, this was years ago in, in uh, Seattle area in Tacoma, they, uh, they put out this thing to people that had warrants. Um, they sent letters to their last known residents saying that they had won something. Right. I remember that. Yep. And they had people showing up and getting arrested on their warrants. And I'm like, yeah, people will do it. I guess, you know, I'm telling you, if somebody sent me a thing randomly and said, you want a truck, come down to the Tacoma Dome and pick it up. I'm heading to Vancouver. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in Montana the next day. Fuck that. I know what's happening right now. Ain't nobody giving you a truck. Come on now. Nope. I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. I, I appreciate your offer, but uh, I don't need that. I didn't have it before. It didn't change my life. I don't need it now. Right. Yeah. It's no, that's no. <laughs> and it's like I don't want I, I I know I don't have any warrants. I've not done anything wrong. I have kept my nose clean for the vast majority of my life. But just in case. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, seriously. Like I know I'm good, but I'll send somebody and, and see if they get paid. <laughs> like, I'll pay some dude 20 bucks, go say to me, go get a truck. Well, oh, for, you're in jail. Ah, I don't know why. What the fuck did I do? You know, like yeah, then it would be for confused. me. It's, for me, it's built in. Um, I know when people meet me, they don't, no one looks at me and goes, Hey, he's an idiot, but I am, I'm like more than half native. I'm, I'm Creek. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I'm Muskegee. Uh, my, um, I can trace my lineage back to a, to a Creek slave who was owned by a white woman. That's as far back as I can go because he was taken from his family. Right. Um, but that's on my mom's side. Um, I grew up in an area in in north carolina on on the border of north carolina and tennessee on cherokee reservation for the longest time i was told i was cherokee um just like every single other person on the planet fucking was a cherokee apparently yeah everybody's got a cherokee princess and it's 164th well first of all there's no such thing as a cherokee princess especially Uh, as natives that is like the biggest saying like yeah everybody's native they're all tricky Exactly. And that's the thing. So I never really, I, I never looked into it. I never, it's like, okay, fine, whatever, you know. Honestly, but, it sucks for the people that actually are Cherokee because then they get that like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Cherokee. yeah, sure. What, yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> when, 164th, right? The Cherokee Nation no. is a huge nation, but, you know, because everybody claims that it, even people that you know are very much Scandinavian their entire life and every ounce of them. But, yeah. And, and a lot of that too, though. So, 
after after my mom and dad got divorced when I was young, uh, you know, mom kind of moved around a lot. And one of the places that uh, we ended up was on a res. Uh, we were on the Cherokee Reservation on the border of Tennessee and North Carolina. Um, and I was uh, that that's when I learned the term apple. Uh, if you if you've ever heard the the term apple, it's uh, red skin, white inside. I have not heard of that. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. So uh, oh. I, I, I was I was too white to be red and too red to be white. So I, I had, so on the reservation, I was constantly, constantly bombarded with that. And off the reservation, everybody knew that I lived on the res. So I would be constantly harassed by the police as, as, as a res dog. Cause that's what I was. I was a res dog because I was one of the kids that's always out there making trouble, but I wasn't, I was just trying to live my fucking life. Right. 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 <laughs> and so that that was kind of instilled in me from a very young age to just to just simply have that distrust of, of police and government and and anybody in authority and so i tried really hard not to be but the rest of my life did not do anything to dissuade me from that and you know i got in trouble when i was when i was young not too long before i met mz um had uh some major troubles before I met MZ. It was actually at the end of my uh, my time in the military. It's actually what ended my time in the military. Okay. Um, and it wasn't actually until late last year that I actually got uh, that finally cleared off my record. And it, it's so though. funny. After 20 years of, of having that black mark on my record, I walk into court, three minutes later, walk out with a piece of paper that says it's no longer there. I mean, good for you. Sucks that you had to wait 20 years, but... It's so incredibly ridiculous, though, because apparently I could have done it a year after. But oh, there's shit. just no record to tell you that. Okay, that's lame. That's but so it, lame. It's not until I started researching it myself that I found it out. And, and That is so lame. Yeah, it's so messed up, because it really did affect my life quite a lot, because when you have oh, yeah. to write down, yeah, you've been in trouble with the law on a, on an yeah. application... No matter how good you are, if the guy beside you is just as qualified but hasn't, you're done. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, because if you've done something bad, you can't. You know, it's like I I was gonna um try out for the like my goal for school for a while was to um you know get into the psychology because I've always wanted to do that, but was to end up in the FBI. That was like I was gonna do whatever it took to get into that position, and I was talking with the field agent in Honolulu, going, hey. This is this is where I'm looking to go. This is what I want to do. This is the field that I'm in. We were talking about you know placement. There's a huge FBI um, building out in in Hawaii. Yeah. Huge, and he's just like we're looking for people that are just what you're you know. So I'm stoked. I'm like cool. I can fucking stay here. You know I can you know after all the the education, the schooling, and you know FBI training shit. You know and I'm like I'm not going to be a field agent. That's not what I want to do. But this is the area. Cool. Blah 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 blah. And he's just like, there's only a few things that will automatically negate you from being able to be in the FBI. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, no big deal. I've lived a pretty clean life. You know, everything's good. What are those things? And out of like the five first five things he said, one of them was something that I did when I was homeless. And I'm like, fuck. You know, like, and, and I think he probably saw the look on my face because it was a very like, uh, and I'm just like, so is there a, you know, statute of limitations. He's like, unfortunately for this, there's not, um, you know, and he's like, just, you know, they do a very intensive background lie detector, yeah, all these other fucking things to, 
And I'm like, well, I wouldn't lie about it anyway. There's no point. If I'm going to be in the job, I'm not going to lie my way into a job. There's, yeah, I've never lied about it. I, I've, yeah. Whenever everyone's ever asked me about it, I've always told the truth. But I've yeah, never lied well, I mean, I wouldn't want to be looking over my shoulder every day I went to work going, when did they find out? It's the fucking FBI. You know, when you guys found out that I lied to you? You know, like I'm going to be six years into it, finally comfortable, and hey, fucker. Yeah. You uh, know, they would have like, known you. They. Oh, they would have known. I, I've been through clearance background checks. They would have known before you told them. Oh, yeah. Because uh, every it, it's kind of funny. I tell my son this all the time. I don't ask questions until I know the answer. Um, so whenever I ask him a question, he's finally learned to, to stop. <laughs> just don't lie because I already knew the answer. And if you lie, that's it's why I asked. That's why I asked you. Dude. I wanted to know whether or not you were going to lie to me. It may not be the nicest thing to do, but, and, you know, so far it's actually worked out. But, yeah, I, I've gone through the security clearance checks and they will absolutely go back to childhood friends and talk to childhood friends about you. Yeah. Pe- people you have forgotten about, they know about. Yeah. Like I got a, I got a call from a childhood friend of mine. This was a decade or so ago. I got a call from a childhood friend of mine uh, for a job that I was interviewing for because it required a security clearance. Um, and he was like, he, he, no, it wasn't a call. It was a Facebook message. Cause he found me on Facebook. He's like, Hey man, the FBI called me about you. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? He goes, right? oh, yeah, the, the, well, he didn't say the FBI. He said you know, the police called me about you. Uh-huh. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, they were just asking questions about, you know, what we did as kids and stuff and, and things like that. And I was like, well, what did you tell them? And eventually I realized what it was. It was a job that I was applying for in the IT sector, which required some work with government stuff. So I had to have a clearance for it. And so I Got wasn't going to do it, but it realized I needed a clearance. Um, but yeah, it was just that was so fucking surreal to get a call from this kid that I haven't talked to in probably a, two decades. Right. And he just finds me on Facebook and he's like, "Hey, the police were asking about you." What? <laughs> right. No, there's and knowing me because there was only one, nah, two people that knew. I don't even talk to him. I haven't talked to him in in eighteen years. But I'm like. It, it, it wasn't even that they were going to find it from them is that I was going to be like, yeah, I did this. Yeah. Like I was, I was just going to be like, because to me, it's like, what's, what's the point in lying about it? So Let much easier just to be tell the truth. The truth I, I got in, I got into uh, I, I tried out for HPD, Honolulu police department. And I, out of the 3,500 people that um, applied, I was in the top 200. So they, put me right into the, you know, orientation for the academy and I'm in there, blah, 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 blah. And, um, I, I, I forget what it was like, I'm not a big, I'm a huge cannabis advocate, but I, I don't really smoke weed or, or partake. I just don't like being high for some reason, like two years before, uh, maybe two or three years before, um, you know, I had applied for that. I was at a party and, and I smoked with some people, right. Just one time. I had done it in years and years and I years. I did not inhale. And <laughs> well, and they and they said, you know, you had to have been like six years or something like that since you had marijuana. So, you know, going through the orientation, the chief, you know, the police chief was in there. And I said, they pulled him aside during, you know, one of the, the breaks and was like, hey, just so I don't waste your guys' time, don't want to waste my time. Uh, I smoked weed like two years ago. I'm, you know, I'm not a pot smoker. It was just a thing. You know, I stopped doing this a long, long, long time ago. Is this going to affect anything? And he started laughing, right? And he was just like, the fact that you just came up and said that to me, I'll vouch for you. You're fine. 
And I was like, <laughs> okay, because <laughs> you know, like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll be the first to narc on myself. What I mean, look, if I can't do it because of this, I don't want to waste my time. My time's precious to me. I'm only on this planet for so long. Absolutely. I don't want to waste my time. You know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, hey, I done did this. Is this gonna negate me? Cool. I'll move on to something else. You know. Yeah. Like, well, you're not just wasting your time. You're wasting everybody's time. You're wasting, yeah. you know, they took the time to train you and everything. And then they find out later and they got to let you go. You've wasted time, resources. Yep. You, you've put another black mark on your record because now they're yeah. going to talk. And even if they're not allowed to talk, you know, they're going to talk to their Oh, yes. Yeah. Guaranteed. That's, so just, just be yeah. honest. Honesty, it's just, it's just so, so much easier. I find it so much easier to remember the truth than it is to try and remember a lie. Because, well, because the, the truth you will remember. The truth yeah. is, is the truth. You know, like, yeah, I live this. The lie you had to make up and you might change as it goes along. And there's no point. And it compounds. Like, and you got yeah. you, you to tell a lie to cover a lie. It just it just compounds. And it, the truth is just so much more simple. So much easier. Yeah. One of the yeah. last big times I remember lying about something was, was, not the last, but like big. To me, it was a big thing. When I was 15, 14. 14. Um, my brother is two years older, two and a half years older than me. He met some girl and he wanted to talk to her, right? My dad's got a, a 75, used to have a 75 uh, Ford F-250 with the big mirrors because he had a, a camper on the back. Mm -hmm. But it didn't have the camper, but it still, you know, still had the big mirrors on it. And my dad and stepmom had gone up to, we were in Oceanside, which is by San Diego. They got up to LA for a weekend you know, just to spend together. So we were old enough, you know, we were 14, 16 years old. We could be at home for a weekend. Yeah. So they thought my brother was yeah, like, so I'm going to go see this. Yeah. I'm going to go see this girl. And I'm like, dude, we're going to get in trouble. You know, I was a goody teacher. I was straight A honor roll student all the way till I was like 15. Like I was a good kid. I didn't cuss. I didn't do any of the, the shit I shouldn't. Like I, I was home on time and I did the dishes. I was a kid. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened at age 15, but anyway, um, <laughs> My brother's like, you have to go with me. I can't leave you here alone. And it was like a 20-minute drive away. I'm like, you don't have your license. You don't know how to drive. He's like, I know how to drive. So I hopped in the truck with them because my brother's very convincing, and I didn't want to get beat up. And we're driving through the neighborhoods and, you know, to get out to the main road. And the neighborhoods are small. And he clips a vehicle with the mirror, right? Oh, no. So now the mirror on this side is shattered and bent in. And he's like... You know, we're going anyway, so we go, and, you know, he hangs out with this girl, and it was stupid. The whole night was stupid. I remember that much. It's just Everything was stupid. And then we come back, and the parking spot, and this is where I'm like, you're such an idiot, because there was very scarce parking where, you know, the neighborhood that we were in, the parking spot was gone, because we'd been gone for a couple hours. And I'm like, Dad's going to know exactly where you parked his truck. Like, he... He's going to know where he parked his truck. You moved the truck. Now it's going to be in a different spot. And uh, he came up with this elaborate story, dude, about, you know, somebody walked by and was hitting cars with, with a baseball bat and smashed your mirror. And because of that, you know, he moved the truck for some dumb, dumb, right? Just, just, again, just a bunch of stupid, stupid reasons. And was like, you can't narc on me. You can't narc on me. You can't narc on me. And I'm just like fuck i can't narc on you like I, it's just that code of narking like i'm not a fucking rat you know what i mean like I'm, I'm not a rat yeah, and i i mean my brother was i was i was a little kid until i was like 15 my growth spurt happened at 15 i was little and uh so you know we i just I imagine my dad. Posh. <laughs> dude i'm talking like five four five five like a 
hundred pound little surfer kid. Like I was little. Um, so I lied to my dad. It was fucking horrible. I hated it. I hated every fucking second of it. But my brother was right. If we just held to it and kept repeating the same story, he'd have to believe us because he'd have what, to. And he did. Yeah. Dude, when I was older, I straight up was like, Dad, I got to tell you something. I'm so sorry. I bleed. I'm talking like in my 20s. I'm sorry, Dad. It was our fault. Destiny hit the tree. You know, like, spilling beans. My dad he like, already knew, knew it. didn't he? He's like, I knew it. I just couldn't, like, but he was right. My brother was right. My dad was like, because you were so, like, you didn't waver, if I would have punished you, it would have told you that I won't trust you even if you were right. And and that was a fucked up position that we put my dad in. I hated it. Like I still hate it. Like it's still like I'm thinking about it. It pisses me off. But it's um you know, my son has really come to me and tell him. My son has has confessed to his mom and I a, a couple of things. You know, like you know, hey, you know, you know, when when I was supposed to be over at my friend's house, you know, back in like Washington State, you know, you know, I we didn't actually go there. I was like, Yeah, dude, I know. It's like, well, well how did you know? Because I know all the neighbors and they called me and let me know, but I knew you were safe. So what the fuck am I going to do? Right. <laughs> you think I'm going to walk over there and just like yank you out? No, you're safe. There's a neighbor keeping an eye on you. You're good. You guys didn't know you were being surveyed the whole time. <laughs> like... you, thought, you thought you got away with something. <laughs> I, I let, you, let you feel that way. And, you know, so, sometimes kids need that little bit of rebellion. They, they do. See, I studied body language and psychology for so long that my daughter, it was, it was funny. We were having a discussion, and I was like, you do know what I do, right? Like, you know this is part of just who I am. And she's like, yeah, but you don't catch me on everything. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't call you out on everything. Yeah, There's a difference. You. And she just looked at me like, what? And like, So I started naming off a few things that I never called her out on. And she's like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, it's pointless to get you in trouble for every little stinking thing. There's, there's no reason to. I have to let you live your life and learn your lessons mm-hmm. and, you know, be grown and growing and everything else. I'm like, just please don't pretend I'm dumb. That's all I ask. Yeah, it's just like micromanaging. If, if you sit there micromanaging yeah. everything uh, you do, you're just, they're just going to go, going to push harder and harder. Well, and harder. they're going to get better. They're going to exactly. get better and better and better to their fucking pros. And that's the last thing I want is to create that. Yeah. I don't want to create that. Uh, it, like, it's it's like the old, you know, trying trying to hold a handful of sand. The more you squeeze, the the more it comes out. You just, you, you've got to be gentle. You've got to. Yeah. You've got to show them that, yeah, I know, but I'm not going to get on your ass for every single little thing you do. Right. There's there's no point. It's like, like yeah. me, there's, there's no. I point. know you, you didn't do your chores. Guess. I know you didn't do your chores the past two days. <laughs> I know you didn't. But I'm telling you now, you need to do your chore. I know you did two periods of school so that they wouldn't call because you had to miss three for the phone call to happen. I'm aware Wait, of this. Kids do chores. Yeah, my kids uh, have chores actually. Every, every once in a while. Sometimes. Twice a year. Okay, I'll be honest with you. My children are incredible. I don't know what I've done to deserve it. I don't know how I have garnered this or or harnessed this or whatever whatever word is needed for this. My kids are incredible. They will happily take care of tours. My son, when he gets off work at night, he comes down and because all of us are aware of this, we will make sure that our dishes are scraped rinsed and sat out he'll empty the dishwasher and refill it with the dishes that are sitting right above the dishwasher right it's on. a 10 minute job but he knocks it out that's part of his deal Got and it. he wipes down the counters and he's done since he uses the upstairs bathroom the most he cleans the upstairs bathroom since we use the downstairs bathroom 
my daughter uses it the most. She cleans the downstairs bathroom. Excuse me, ma'am. You know, since that octopus I... does not belong to you. Dude, look, the it. random things that you will hear coming out of Star's mouth. We're talking about cleaning the bathrooms, and she's yelling about octopuses. octopuses. I love this. It's an octopuses, <laughs> octopies, octopus, octopodes, octopodes, octopodes is the right word. Yeah, scientific. I stand behind it. Like I, I, I spend the majority of you know I, I'm the person who spends the majority of time on the porch because that's where my treadmill is. Gotcha. So I clean the porch. I spend the majority of the time in the garage. So I don't clean the garage, but it's my garage. <laughs> See, I spend the most of the time in the office and Star still takes care of me. I'm not going to lie. I'm spoiled as fuck. Look, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to narc on myself. See, like I told you, I'm the first to, to narc on me. I'm I'm hella, hella spoiled. Like very, very spoiled. I will be the first to say it. And I appreciate it. And I don't take it for granted. And it I, spoils me back. I put so much pressure on myself to have things cleaned and put away and organized. And MC's just like, do you know where shit is? Yeah. Then you're good. She doesn't care. <laughs> it's not that I just fling things. Like, my office is a little bit different because I live in here, so it does start to pile up. But it's not that I just fling. Okay, I did fling my sock the other day, but it was the middle of the night and I was sleeping. I usually don't just fling my clothes. Like, I have a place that I put them and everything else. So it's not that, like, I create a pig sign she has to clean up after me. But, but she did, there was, you went to Montana, you went to Montana to your grandma's and you're like, can you just do the things that I usually do? And I was like, fuck, I'm spoiled. Like, <laughs> holy so shit. Like, and, and I've appreciated it even more ever since then. I did you that know, to my family. Like, I'm, um, I'm a nervous cleaner. Okay. So, so like, um, if I, if I want to make myself some fries or something, right, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put some fries in the in the air fryer. Those take 15, 12, 15 minutes to cook. Well, I'm not going to come back to my computer and sit here and do that for, you know, do nothing for 15 minutes. So I'm in the kitchen. So I might as well just start cleaning. And I'll start at one side and I'll grab a towel and I'll just start wiping things down and adjusting and moving and cleaning. There you go. And by the time 15 minutes is up, I've put 15 minutes of good cleaning in and the kitchen's clean. Nice. And I do this stuff constantly. Every, you know, if I go to the bathroom, I'll grab something that's on my way to the bathroom and drop it off where it needs to go. So I'm constantly putting stuff where it needs to go, finding a home for it, cleaning up. And I do this day in and day out without saying a word. And I got frustrated and I got a little petty. I won't lie. I got a little petty. (laughs) And I just stopped doing it for about two weeks. And people noticed real fast. I, I bet. I <laughs> they're bet. like, they're like, what the hell? So there's stuff everywhere. There's shit all over the floor. There's stuff all over the counter. It's like, yeah, dad's not just constantly doing your shit. Pick up after yourself, people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got frustrated. And, and yeah, I, I got a little petty and it, it happened. Look, hey, nothing wrong with a little petty sometimes. I've always said that and I believe it. I try not to. I try. I really try not to. My, my Again, dad little, was the king petty. of petty. My dad was the type that would like pluck a hair and put it on top of like a drawer and be like, I know that you were in there because that fucking hair was there and it was moved. It's like, dude, have you ever never okay, fucking heard of hair currents? Whoa, that's pushing it. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's pushing it. It's like Not you've got petty. a fan in your bedroom. You don't think maybe the fan blew it off your desk dresser? Yeah. Maybe? Possibly? Yeah. yeah. See, no, there's there's an extent of petty. Yeah. Now, we, we joke around, Star and I will watch YouTube videos where someone's crazy petty and we're like i aspire to be that level of petty it's funny do i actually do it no but i i do like some of those tiktoks and youtube uh shorts on on the pettiness yeah some of those pettiness things are are kind of 
Oh, instant karma. Like r slash instant karma is my freaking jam, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Freaking yeah, hilarious. Uh, it, is, it is nice seeing that Idiots in Cars, I think, is one of my favorites. Oh, that's another good one. Okay, I don't know if you watch the guy that gives everybody the funny names. Or he's just like, you know, Crackhead Carly did this today, and then like a whole other one, he's just like, you know, Methhead Mary's doing this. Like, he gives them all, like, crazy names, and then they'll do some dumb shit, and you're like, yeah, he nailed it. That was Methhead Mary right there. And, no, yeah, that but I funny. need this in my life absolutely right now. You need to put a link to this somewhere that uh, myself <laughs> and everybody listening can find it. <laughs> Yeah, dude is, I, and I we're talking. Place. He'll do like a thirty-minute video with different names all the way through it. It's so good. And it's sometimes so good. he ties in names. He'll be like, "Yeah, this is uh, Peg Leg Peggy. She's the sister to Crackhead Barry." Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it looks like Meth Head Martha's younger daughter, you know, dopamine dumbass, went ahead and did this one. Like, it's so good. <laughs> Dopamine Dude, dumbass. So that that I, I resonate with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I resemble doing, that remark. I was doing that dumb shit to get that dopamine hit, you know? <laughs> I still do dumb shit to get dopamine highs. I, I can't sit still. I mean it, it's funny. I sit still so much, but I can't sit I'm I don't I, I keep my camera up where you can't see it, but this entire time I've been flicking this knife open and closed nonstop. That's what the sound was. Uh I, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but I upgraded my choker, and then I've been knitting a hat the entire time I've been sitting here. See, this is the beauty thing about streaming and, and videoing and everything else, is that <laughs> I've been uh, doing, I've been doing tricks on my skateboard underneath what? my desk the whole entire time with my feet. No, look. And and folks, I got to tell you, he's not wearing any pants. No, absolutely not. Screw he that. can't. He doesn't have legs. Streamers don't have legs. <laughs> no, but we can't ride our skateboards under our desk without legs. Don't ask. It's don't ask. Nubs. Little nubs. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tech deck. <laughs> I'm a visual he's, person. He's figured I'm out how to... Things. He's, He's figured out how to kick flip with his hip sockets. Oh gosh! Actually, there's a couple of guys that are sponsored that don't have legs, and they, they <laughs> actually rip. It's pretty cool. Um, looks painful, but it's pretty cool. I've seen uh, people, I've seen people with no calluses. legs. Uh, I've, I've seen people with no legs who uh, skateboard on their hands. They just do hands yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, some they they jump, they like flip and, um, thick thick cushy calluses yeah. and a lot of them will put on like multiple layers of clothing where their nubs are just so that the bones and stuff aren't rubbing look i'm going to be honest producing sores i'm going to be honest you know uh double amputees double leg amputees who are riding skateboards they're cheating you you, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to have opposable thumbs on the on the board okay <laughs> this is cheating I shouldn't be laughing. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. It's not. <laughs> it is because they also have a lower center of gravity, which How does, which helps. They don't have balance. legs, okay? They're not cheating. They don't have legs. <laughs> look, it's look. They weigh less, and it's performance enhancing. Okay, they get they get opposable thumbs on the board. Okay, you could do tricks. My friends, you can't do. 
my friends and everybody who is listening to us this is all said completely out of satire we do not shame the disabled in this channel i will say though if you're a skater and you only have one ball the wind drag is different that's not fair this yeah that's not fair yeah. I see why they booted the the bicyclist guy. He he was missing a ball. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Anyway, um... <laughs> you're doing the Lance Armstrong one testicle joke there. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was more aerodynamic. I'm sorry, Lance. Something okay. about the slipstream. I I feel that I've digressed to the point that I need to end this podcast because I'm going to say some shit and it's going to be held against person. You're the type of person and your listeners and all the people that we have surrounded ourselves with are the type of people that would laugh about that. And and the people that we are, are, are having the joke along with would also laugh about that because they know that it's not, we're not making fun of them. We're including them in the enjoyment of, of just life itself. Because you can make that joke with somebody, you know, you can make a fat joke about me because I am fat and I make those jokes myself. You know, you can make a joke about me having ADHD, you know, uh, why do I need 80 of them? I don't know, but I like HD apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that. Why have I not heard that? Why have I not heard that one I don't know. I use it often. (laughs) You haven't heard about it because squirrel. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Because, ooh, shiny. I have ADHD. Actually, that's a giraffe. You painted a giraffe. It's over there. I used the to call it in the living room. I used to call it ADHOS, which is attention deficit hyperactivity. Oh, shiny. Not a good I one. Can, I good can't one. even fucking finish the damn name because I, by oh, the time I get through it. It's something else. Mm-hmm. When we started this, I was talking about religion and, and the fact that, you know, the reason I actually ended up liking the satanic church was because of the seven tenets of, of the satanic church were something I actually thought was really good to live by. And we totally scrolled away from that three hours they, ago. They really are, though. Yeah. It, it, people, if you haven't ever looked them up, look at the seven fundamental tenets of the Satanic Church. Not not Satanism. The Satanic Church and Satanism are two completely different things. And and I will say, if you're a hardcore Christian or you're like, oh, I would never. Not doing it in the sense of, oh, I'm trying to change your mind and and, and convert you. Just look at it as reading like you're reading uh, Jack London's Call of the Wild. Just, just read it. Great book. And see, and yeah, fantastic. Um, just see what it is we're talking about. And with that being said, like you'll you'll be able to see that we're not just trying to trick you into oh now you're a Satan worshiper, but it's actually the tenants are, are something to live by. Yeah, I, in, in fact, I I don't think there's a single religion out there, or even a single religious person that would not agree with. Agreed. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with re- with reason. Yes. That's literally the first tenet, to act yeah. with compassion, or at least do so as much as you can, within yeah. reason. That's and that's, that's what I'm trying to tenet. say to people that are listening. Like, we're not trying to trick you into, like, it's legitimately very well to live by. If you well, were to there's... take out the the that it's part of, you know, Satanism or anything, and say it was your religion, you would probably live by these exact same things. Some religions might even say similar things, but it, it's it's good shit. It really well, there's, is. There's a lot of misconceptions, not only just about, um, like, the the Church of Satan, isn't it? Yeah, the Church of yeah, Satan. the Church of Satan versus the, uh, the Satanic the Temple. Satanic churches, but then there's also witchcraft versus, versus the Satanic churches, and 
um, Churches of Satan because people think we're part of it just because we're part of the dark arts, I guess, quote unquote, even though most mm-hmm. of us practice light magic. But there's a lot of misconceptions that are like all across the board on our side of spirituality. And for those who don't know, the Satanic Church, it actually doesn't have any any religious connotations whatsoever. The mm-hmm. entire reason it was created was as an as an opposite to the current religions as a way to enforce the uh the the equality of of ensuring that people are not being left out so like when you have after school activities that are you know religious only religious based after school activities maybe you don't have people who are who are into christianity or you know islam or buddhism or whatever it is that they're only allowing so you have the satanic church and, and or the the satanic temple and they started saying hey will you let us have an after-school activity? And when they would say no, we'd say, well, that's a violation of church and state. You can't do that. You need to be inclusive of all. And mm-hmm. the whole idea behind that was, is it was a very, you know, one religion thing. And, and by putting this one out there and fighting for it and being the scapegoat, being the one that everybody hates, allowed it to say, okay, well, fine, we'll have to let everybody in then. And then so it turns out that everybody gets their fair share. And, and, and they really did actually do a really good job of, of creating a much more fair environment for all religions and and all mm-hmm. religious and and a religious people, and so that's why I like them just because of their their um, uh, activity is is it activity that I'm thinking of uh, activism activism yeah yeah because of their activism that's why I that's why I like them plus they make a bomb ass hot sauce nice uh, the, they have the some first time, hot sauce that, mm. the first yeah, time yeah. I actually looked into them. Because I was curious, um, you know, because I grew up, they're horrible. Bah, 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 bah. So yeah, you know, you're like Leve, uh, Levian Satanism and stuff, and you know. So after after nine eleven went down, and of course anybody that was Middle Eastern descent was horrible. You have to kill them. Was yeah. the census in the U.S. Um, there was a group that went on Facebook and reached out to the people because people were getting beat up going to the stores, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't go to the store without getting jumped, possibly. Not every second of the day, but possibly. No, but um, very high. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they put out a, a um, this group of people put out a post and said, anybody that is, you know, scared to go to the store in this area, get a hold of us. We will walk with you or whatever to the store. Mm-hmm. You do your shopping and we'll get you home safely. And I was like, that is pretty fucking cool, right? So any regular person that is not a terrorist, because 99.9% of them are not, they were able to go, (laughs) right, they were able to go now to the grocery store, get groceries for their freaking family, and go home. And when I looked at the group that put that out, it was from the Church of Satan. And I was like, hold the front freaking door. Right, the people that were supposed to be the most horrible people on the planet were the only ones saying, "Hey, we don't want you to get fucked up for no reason. We'll protect you so you can feed your family." Yeah, and that's turns, when it I turns was out like, when when you've lived that, you don't want others to live it. Right, and that's what got me going. They don't seem as horrible as everybody said they were, because these and, and I'm not trying to be an ass, but the Christian community definitely was not reaching out and doing the same thing. So I was like. But the ones that were supposed to be good and the ones that were supposed to be get bad are definitely role reversing right now. So I'm going to take a look into them. And it's not that it's something that I was like, hey, this is what I'm going to be a part of. Because uh, to me, most religions are silly. Um, and, and no offense to anybody that firmly believes it. It's just my opinion. 
but looking at it and what they did and what they actually stand for, I was like, I can respect that. Yeah, like, it turns out that 90% of their ethos is respect others. Uh-huh. Do what literally the golden rule do to others yeah. as you would like to have done to you. And uh don't be a dick, which is you know <laughs> Will Wheaton's law. So it's funny if you go to my channel for the first time on Twitch, one of the rules is don't be a dick. That's yeah, that, literally what's typed right there. Just don't be a dick. We're good. That, that is universally known as Wheaton's law. Don't be a I dick. I like it. I like it. Dude, that's that's how it should be. Absolutely. This <laughs> is really how it should be. If people stop being dicks to each other, the world will be a better place. I Unless they're seven inch peckers. Yes. Although seven inch peckers get you to a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fast. Emus are generally quick. Generally trouble. Yeah, generally <laughs> trouble. <laughs> okay. See, I, I grew up in a very I, I grew up I grew up in a very racist area. Okay. Um, and it wasn't actually until I joined the military that I, you know. Where I grew up was, was a very large mix. It was a very much a melting pot. I grew up in North Carolina, um, in the middle of North Carolina. Um, and so, you know, there there was not, you know, like a, a single, you know, it was a very much a melting pot. Um, so there was a lot of racial tension. It was, you know, the South and NASCAR and blah. Um, so my, my family was not the greatest. A lot of the people that I associated with at the time were not the greatest. But I never really understood it because... I had a lot of people, a lot of friends of multiple different nationalities and races and cultures. And none of them were what these, these caricatures of, of what mm -hmm. like, you know, my uncle would say or, you know, whatnot. I, I've mm -hmm. never really understood it. And then when I joined the military, I met so many more people from so many different places and so many different races and got so much good food. Oh my God. Yeah. I think food, I think food is the universal. Yeah. Food. Oh, if everybody could just try everybody else's food, no, there would be no racism there. Because seriously, got, we all gotta get stoned first. Yeah, like, seriously. When is the last time you saw a, a the only thing that is in in, in danger from somebody getting stoned is a bag of Doritos? Honestly, that's the only thing that's in right. Danger. Uh, when's the last time you saw a headline of man high on pot got into fight? You, you don't see that. That's too lazy. Yeah, they're like that's too much work. It's like, man, I, 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 I'd kick your ass, but there's something really cool on TV, and this bag of chips is really heavy. So what's funny is that that question was put up, and so was just like, yeah, there was somebody on the news or on the the paper, whatever, that um, that you know, yeah, they were, you know, someone's always had a story, and apparently there was a dude. That had just smoked a whole bunch of weed, and he was, you know, was really high on marijuana, and and picked a fight. And when it looked at why he picked a fight, it's because he was also on a hell of a lot of meth, and he was trying to steal money for more meth and weed. But they only said that he was on weed, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. the meth negates everything. Okay, yeah, I don't give a fuck. There's a slight hierarchy there. I think one of those <laughs> yeah. items might have been the issue. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the weed that got him in the fight. Definitely was not. Because that's the other thing, too. I mean, some people may be stupid enough to steal money for weed, but most stoners will share their yeah. weed. Yeah. Most right. of them will. I'm still pissed off that, that Dare taught me that I was going to get free drugs on the on the playground. <laughs> I'm still pissed off about that. Right? Where the fuck are my free drugs? Honestly. Because I was in Dare and... and... So was I. We you had guys that, promised me that yeah, shit. To keep a kid off drugs. You know, 
What? Oh, I, I had no idea what the hell any of this stuff was until you so came many, in and told me about it. So yeah. many dare t-shirts. Oh my god. Like half my wardrobe was just dare t-shirts. I didn't I didn't know what, what drugs were. I'm telling you, I was a good kid till I was 15. I didn't know what they were. Actually, I was high on meth and didn't know it until I was older. So I went and skated with some kids that, that were friends of my brothers or I knew them from school or whatever. I was like 13 years old. And so we were off skateboarding, right? And they were older kids and they were skateboarding. They're high schoolers. And I was like, cool, we're all skateboarding together. You know, like that, da, 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 da. They lived in a shitty neighborhood. And they're like, hey, we're going to stop by and grab something to drink. Do you guys want to come with? Because we we're all skating all over the neighborhoods, right? And I'm like, cool. I'm 13, naive as fuck. Go in. They're like, yeah, we're just going to hang out for a minute. And I didn't know what they were smoking. Now I do. It was a glass pipe with white crystals in it. Like they yeah, were, you, they were you smoking felt cool meth. As fuck because they were including you. It, and I didn't smoke it, but they hotboxed the room while they were all smoking it. And then also I realized that I didn't sleep that night and I was just <laughs> jittery and everything else. And I didn't understand it because I didn't know what it was. Later on, and I'm talking five, six years later in life, I'm like, it's like, Funk. oh. <laughs> You're That's like what it happened. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> I was a meth head for myth. one day. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> oh man, I'm losing my teeth. No, but uh, yeah, that stuff's bad. Don't do it. Hey, everybody listening, don't do meth. Don't fucking yeah, do don't. meth. Okay, don't. Don't do heroin. Don't do crack. Just you can definitely it. get high with me though on some weed. <laughs> Okay, uh, literally smoking weed, right? Hey, I'm in a legal state. I do what I want. Hey, do it. No, boo boo. I ain't even mad. I buy it for you. What are you talking about? Like, go for it. <laughs> I'm but, in Kentucky. Uh, I uh, I am absolutely not partaking as I am in a state. Absolutely right. Hundred percent. I'm with you. Um, what I am partaking in though is uh, THCH, as it is perfectly legal. It's that also, is interesting uh, to me that they did that. It yeah, intrigues me. Weak as shit. See, what I don't here. Here's the reason. I I I live in Kentucky. I live okay. in Kentucky. I can guarantee you. I do not care how much push there is. We have over. We we've done the polls out here. Ninety eight percent of the population of Kentucky is for medical and recreational marijuana. Ninety eight freaking percent. Wow. Even our governor has said, "Wow, I'll sign it." But it'll never get passed, and it can never get passed because there are two things that Kentucky is known for: tobacco and bourbon. Got it. And most people don't drink or smoke <sighs> when they're smoking weed. Wow. It has a tendency that most people who smoke weed just have a tendency to not have the other vices. Yeah. Well, why? It's no point. And so, it's never going to pass here. It's it's never going to be legal here. For the simple fact that there is too much money in the others. That's Not unless faulty. they make it federally legal. Make it federally legal. That's so faulty. Because the the and this is why I'm an advocate for it. The medicinal purposes of, of cannabis, the things that it can be used for, are insanely huge. I have like I, I don't smoke. I don't like being high. I don't like being high. The inebriation feeling of marijuana makes me fucking upset. I don't like it. And I but, absolutely support that. But I will advocate the fuck out of cannabis and for the people that use it for what they need to use it for. Like I said, I buy her weed. You know what I mean? Like, I will mm-hmm. pay for it because I support it that much. I just don't like being high. It's a personal preference. I and love CBD. 
CBD is fucking amazing. You well, know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, cool, the cool part about me and him buying me weed in particular is, is I'm a very, very functional stoner. So I can be completely ripped off my ass and I get so much work done. It is ridiculous because it, be it acts like in, it, it does something in my brain that the medications that the doctors were trying to give me didn't do as well. I get that. I get that as absolutely as well. I did. Uh, I had Adderall for a while for my doctor. He, he prescribed Adderall for me and being a bigger dude, they had to get me big, 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 big doses. And eventually I ended up at uh, 60 milligrams in the morning and a five milligram kicker later in the afternoon. And I could barely feel it. <laughs> that was after six weeks of, of titrating up. So I could barely feel it. Um, See, but the thing was, it, the thing was, it was, it was like a, for me, it was like a bridge. That's beautiful. It's so pretty. It's so little. For me, it was like a bridge. You know how you, you build a bridge to get over a ravine? Uh-huh. Once you're past that, as long as you don't have to go back, and I have no intention of ever having to go back there, I don't need that bridge anymore. Uh-huh. And so that's what Adderall was for me. I was able to use it to build the 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 knowledge and, and the routines that I needed to to not have the debilitating issues from the ADHD. And now I don't have, now I don't use Adderall. I took myself off of it slowly because it worked as a bridge. It helped me get to where I needed to be. It helped me see what I could do. And for me, it was just like, okay, I can do this. I don't need the the drugs to do it. They helped me get there. They helped me see, but now I'm here. And so I took myself off slowly to see if it would work. And it did. And I was able to keep up my same production without the need for it anymore. And it's awesome. Because it's also a side effect of who I am. I, um, I I don't remember the name of it because I looked it up years ago, but I I can't get addicted. Like I, I'm not. Nice. There's only there's only one thing I'm addicted to, and that's food, and that's just because of the routine. Um, and you know, because Makes if you sense. don't eat, you die. <laughs> that is a, a weird thing. Uh, I've noticed. I've noticed that. Yeah. But like right, I I've noticed. I've tried a lot of different drugs. Um, I won't lie. I have tried quite a few of them. I find no joy in any of them. So I really, I I just, I really feel for people who are, who have an addictive personality because I understand how much that must suck to not have that control. But for me, I just, nothing. I just get addicted. I didn't realize that uh, my doctors put me on uh, opioids and I didn't realize, you know, I just took what they told me to. I didn't realize that I'd become addicted to it. I've been taking them. I, w- I was taking uh, what uh, 10 milligrams of Percocet six times a day. And I was taking that for about six, seven years straight. Right. Damn. So obviously I'm fucking addicted. Yeah, I didn't, at that I point didn't... you had a physical dependence whether you yeah. wanted to or not. Yeah. And I didn't, I never even paid attention. I see what the doctor told me. Sometimes I'm naive to that sort of stuff. It, I learned. Um, I but when I realized that I was, I, my personality is like I was saying earlier, I don't like being told what to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, bossed around. I felt that I was now being bossed around and controlled by this medication and it pissed me off. It's, it made um, me angry to know that if I needed to go do something, I couldn't because I had to have this. I was now leashed to this. So I uh, um, detoxed from it, which was horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. Just I, I never, ever had to do that before in my life. It was horrendous. 
Um, the person, thank goodness, my roommate at the time uh, was a, a medical in the in the army, but also had gone through detox and people detoxing. So she was used to it. And apparently there was a number of times that she made sure to remind me to keep breathing while I was sleeping because I would pass out, you know, while detoxing and just stop breathing. And she would just, you know, do to do whatever she had to do. And then I'd wake up later and she's like, yeah, like three times. I just kept you going. I'm like, the fuck, you know, but yeah, yeah, no, it was a big thank you. But it pissed me off so much that something was trying to control me. Yes. That one of the, that's, that's my big thing. Like I, I won't get, addicted to things because fuck you for telling me what to do when I can or can't do something. You know, it's a stubborn little punk assholeness of me that doesn't want to be told what to do that keeps myself from being addicted to things. Or if I realize that I am, I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing it anymore. You know, because fuck you fuck for you, telling me when I can. Me. Yes. Dude, I that's like I live by that. <laughs> Raise See, into I the have, medicine. I'm a brat. <laughs> I'm a brat. So my entire thing is uh you tell me I can't do this. I'm gonna <laughs> watch me. <laughs> yeah, I like I like living on my own terms. I really do. And not being tied to a doctor and a pharmacy for a medication that keeps me locked to a certain place for a certain amount of time. That is I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. That that's why I'm so grateful for the doctor that I did have, and it kind of sucks I'm no longer with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually listened to me and worked with me. Yay! Let's and, go. And he he actually figured out that I, I wasn't lying. Opioids don't work on me. They just you you can hook me up to a bag of of morphine. Mm. Not going to do shit to me. Um, yeah, I hate we we uh, we found well I apparently i had something going i've got crohn's disease uh but apparently i had something uh, going on with my stomach and my whole body was shaking like just every muscle was was vibrating it was really weird um it was weird at first but if if you've ever shivered for long enough and you start to feel every muscle in your body cramp including like your eyebrows it starts to hurt (laughs) so i ended up makes sense because of it and they're like well (laughs) we can't figure out what's wrong with you so uh we'll just pump you full of morphine so your body stops moving Seven bags later, I'm having a lucid conversation with the doctor telling him I've got to piss like a racehorse, but that stuff ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, he calls a nurse. He's like, are these numbers right? Has this dude had seven fucking bags? It's like, yeah, they're in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was, uh, it was an IV. So it was a, a saline IV with a morphine injection in it. So it's not like seven bags of morphine. Got you. Right, was right. Seven, it was what was supposed <clears> to have knocked me the fuck out right and i'm having a lucid conversation with them and so they just started trying shit and eventually they got uh they got up through uh demerol which apparently is a cancer patient drug yeah uh, demerol is legit though that apparently they no longer make that but that didn't do much for me um wow then there was uh delauded which apparently is, is way up there and that kind of <laughs> made my teeth tingle but it didn't do anything for me delauded uh, delauded makes me forget my weekend and, and then they found out a that lot fentanyl of it makes me forget more than just my week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when we found out that uh, fentanyl actually does affect me, but it, it doesn't relieve the pain. Like it, mm-hmm. it takes the, the top edge off the pain. It just makes me no longer give a shit and stop breathing. Okay. So not good. Not um, good on breathing. 
but that's, blue that's, is not a good color in facial tones. Exactly. Yeah. I'm already red and blue together. That just doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, you could have been America, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke. Hey, oh, that, that, was, America. that was um um Percocet. Oh, that was good. That was <laughs> that was Percocet for me. I didn't realize that it was gonna stop my breathing. That's what another doctor had told me, like you were on a dose that should have stopped your breathing. Um, but it didn't take away the pain. And this is what I what I, I told Amanda. I was like, didn't take away the pain. It made me happy that I was in pain, which is yeah. totally different. Like yeah, I was just like, like I don't get ah, a shit anymore. You know, like cool. My arm's gone. I'll I'll bite your legs off. You know, like I'm good. You know, like everything's okay. Yeah, you know. Which well, is today's episode of We Said We Were Leaving an Hour and a Half Ago. <laughs> So what it happened was, listen. So this is a two-part series. Oh, 100%. This, that, I already, uh, once we went past the three three point five mark, I was like, "This is this is a week. You get a week. All right, you get a month. You get a Monday and a Thursday." Pachi, um, I'll come back on here as as often as you want. To, sir. <laughs> I, I didn't think I'd have anything to talk about, but just having a bullshit session with you is just this is cathartic. This is this was my vacation. <laughs> nice. See, what's what's funny is that I I told Star, I was just like, "Look, you guys talk more." So I'm leaning on you. You're gonna come up with all the shit to say, right? And I'm like, you, you're, you're coming up with the shit to say. You're on it. I told four you hours I later, Bob. I told four, you four hours later. I'm like, she's talked three times. I told you I am. <laughs> I'm boring. I got nothing to talk about. <laughs> I, I, That's I, not I, I just, kind of just, shit to talk about. Is the nothing? I just riff <laughs> on what everybody else says. That's what I do for M's. I just like riff on whatever the fuck's going on. Speaking <laughs> of which, I don't know what time she ends, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh, is she leaving? Well, so I have her pulled up for four and a half hours. Because I'm I'm about to throw on to get my affiliate. I'm going to throw on the the Fortnite to stream. So if she's still on, I might bug her. She told me that if you still had the energy afterwards, she would love to Fortnite with you. Okay, I just I'm I'm liking her stream, so I'm like just typed over there. Like people that are listening to the podcast, I appreciate that you've been here Monday. I appreciate that you're here back here Thursday. We're having fun. We're just chilling. Um, this is about to be done. So if you're on your way to work and you're like 10 minutes away, just know you'll you'll finish this before you get to work. I hope. It, it, I mean, not, not rudely, but I mean, like, go. I'll feel like an asshole if you're already at work and we're still fucking talking. But um, <laughs> no, not that, you know, no offense, Jim. I'm just saying I promised them. No, no. So, so now, so now I got four hours. I do <clears> not want to take up your time. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on there and do the thing. What's funny is I just typed into MC's chat how much that. longer are you on? But I don't have the volume on, so I have no idea what she answered. <laughs> it's the oh, end of the day. I've already streamed, we've done a four-hour podcast. I'm about to stream again. I don't know what punishment I'm a glutton for, but we're doing this. We're the, the life All of a content creator. All right. Hey, you know what? I, I will. You'll be one of the first people that get to hear this, Jim. I'm kind of excited. We came to a new revelation on things today. Um, talk to my chat about it a little bit. But uh, stars, stars, my manager. A lot of people know that. That's not a surprise thing. Star, um, like, stopped her job what a year, a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago, and has been Two. my manager, right? Two. Um, and, two years. And without her, I'd fall apart with the business that we have. Like two. she, two years. Yes. Two years. <laughs> um, she does so much behind the sc- behind the scenes stuff that I'm aware of and I'm appreciative of. 
And uh, we started Popstone Media Group, which is something where we're going to help manage other content creators and other streamers, help them with their growth and everything else. And I was sitting there today and I was like, that's not my jam as much as it was my dream, you know, my idea of something to do, but I can't say I'm good at it, right? I can't say I'm good at managing somebody else's content creation. And then it hit me because I'm dense and it should have hit me two years ago that I have this great manager that's fantastic at managing a pain in the ass streamer, which would be me. Uh, I'm the pain in the ass, not the <laughs> one managing. I'm the pain in the ass. Star is the, the wonderful manager. And I was like, you know what? Why don't you just take over uh, the ownership of Potsdam Media Group and I will be your client? You know, I have Potsdam that I do. You know, this is what I do. I interact with people. I engage with people. I'm still a founding member of Potsdam Media Group. But if you really want a good manager, it's not going to be me. I'm just going to be totally honest and real with you. I'll remind you to do something three weeks after you were supposed to do it and be like, oops, you remember that thing you were supposed to do? You might want to do it now. You know, like, that's me. Star, she's on her shit. So we, we've we decided to, uh, and, and I'm just saying this one is an announcement to people that are listening to the podcast, but to, you know, let you in on the the, the scoop that uh, Star is going to be taking over Poshland Media Group as the main um one that runs it because she's a badass you know she's still going to have a team we're all still going to be there doing what we do Hell but yeah. someone that actually actually knows what the fuck she's doing is going to be the one that's doing the stuff and i'm really proud of her and excited and i somewhat what he her. doesn't know is i'm flying by the seat of my pants yes but you're really good with your pants you know what fucking i stand by it you're great with your pants <laughs> You do the best no pants. And you got a nice is. seat, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she. So that's just exciting, exciting things that are coming up and changing. And to me, it's when we're talking about the support, I realized that that doing what we're we're creating Posh Them Media Group to do is a support business. That's legitimately what we're doing is it's a full support business. And the best supporter, I literally, besides my father that I've had in my life, is Star. And I'm like, who else would I want to you know work with? And if I love it so much, I know that there's tons of other people that would love to, you know, or at least anybody, more so than me. They might look at me and be like, hey, you're on Twitch, but you suck at managing. But her, they're going to be like, we got so much shit done and I've grown so much. You know, you got to weigh him out. I am absolutely just humbled that you, you chose this conversation to, to announce that. That is... I'm just stoked you. you decided to hop on the fucking podcast, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you gave us some of your time, and to me, time is precious. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm geeked out right now. I'm, I'm in a great mood. You know what I am? I'm well, in a fucking great mood right now. of precious time... Our poor drivers and commuters have now missed the end of the podcast. See, this is why she's the best manager. She keeps well, my ass in check. And I'll tell you what <laughs> MZ said. MZ said, come play. Cool. And asked if you needed to be Discord or Game Chat. Um, um, We'll go Game Chat, preferably, just so I don't have to set a second set of headphones in my ears. So I'd appreciate that. I think. And she told me. I, I love how we're actually, setting up our evening plan. Actually, you know what? I will do. Morning. I will do Discord. I'll do Discord. 
I got it. I, I, I got it. Yeah, I'll do Discord. That'll be great. Because um, I do have my my wireless ones that I can just plug in and, and go. And then I can use these for my gaming. And I have my microphone here for everything else. So that'll work perfect. It's okay, Star. The people who were listening are currently walking into work right now. So that's Yeah, they're like, this know. fucking dude, my boss is so mad. I'm not <laughs> listening to you. So sorry, guys. I love you. Um, and Watch, that being said, if you guys need... Oh, Honestly. thank you. No, thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> thank you. It's been fun. It's been it's been fun. Yes. I uh I can't believe it's been four hours. I know. Yeah, I'm really hungry. So. Yeah. Yeah. We should have yeah. to eat. Okay, let's get out of here. Hey, everybody listening. <laughs> tell your boss I'm sorry. Go get lunch. Get something to eat. Hang out with your significant other. Walk your dog, whatever it is that you haven't done, because we've been rambling. Please go do it. Drink some water, take your meds, eat some food, and we uh, look forward to talking to you all very, very soon. Oh, and don't die. That's a good one. That's important. Yeah. And congratulations, Star. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you both for your time. I've absolutely enjoyed myself. Awesome. And if we can pass on to everybody, if everybody can give them a warm goodbye. Okay. See you guys later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of the podcast. We appreciate your time and we hope to see you back again for more very soon. Until then, take care, have a wonderful day and go follow Potchfad on Twitch.